Today we chat to our Australian Head of Grid Training, Sarah Glader. Sarah has been with Virgin Active as a personal trainer for five years and is now our national leader of our HIP program, Grid Training. She's also been lifting weights since she was 21. And despite being so ingrained in the industry, she doesn't consider herself to be buff. We discuss this concern around lifting weights and becoming too buff. We also discuss the benefits of lifting weights, the shift the industry has made around the motivations to train. And she also gives us some helpful, simple tips around lifting and getting started. Join us now as we chat all things lifting. Sarah Glader, welcome to Virgin Active Minds. How are you? Really good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm stoked to have you here. Head of our grid program for Virgin Active Australia, and you've been a personal trainer. How long have you been a personal trainer with us now? In March, we were coming up to five years with Virgin. So before that, obviously, I've been in the grid training head coach role for about four months now. So yeah, it's been a long, long time with Virgin, that's for sure. Beautiful. You know, we are going to be talking about something that is very close to your heart. But look, it's often a question, I think. Well, not necessarily a question, but I think it's often a bit of a comment or a fear and, you know, something that I would want to discuss with you. And that's around lifting weights. And, you know, we'll talk about lifting weights in in general, of course, but I guess there's sometimes a bit of a worry from some people around, you know, lifting weights and feeling like they might get really buff, right? Like all of a sudden they look like the Incredible Hulk. So that's kind of what what I wanted to explore with you. It's still a question that's out there, I think. And I think it is still a, a natural and, you know, of course, a normal fear for some people, right? So that's why I just want to ask you a few questions and potentially maybe debunk the myth a little bit. Maybe we'll see. We'll see how the conversation goes. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think like years of training and still, I still get that question, you know, especially from, you know, my own clients, they always wonder, you know, how do I, I don't want to be bulky. How do I avoid it? And, you know, I think it's very relevant to today's fitness as well. And I don't think that question will ever go away. I think people are just coming from a point of like what we used to do in fitness and what fitness used to look like. And, you know, like a few years ago, training was all about like losing weight. Like that's why people were training. But I think as we are moving away from that and we're moving into a new era of fitness, I think it's a really good time to start thinking about changing people's mindset about training and get a good understanding of what training and what your body actually does when you're training, not just burning fat. That's the last thing they does. And I I totally agree with you. And that's one of the you know, burning fat in particular is one of the benefits. And I totally agree, like the fitness industry has been so focused on that being the main thing. But really, I think that the what I've seen also as a personal trainer, that the sustainable part of training is very, very rarely weight loss. It might be the first thing you rock up for. Absolutely. Um, but it's very rarely the thing that keeps you going. Exactly. First thing first, though, for those that, you know, Tuning in, maybe don't have a whole lot of understanding around what lifting weights does. Can you talk to us a little bit about that first? When you lift the weight, you'll have two phases of the muscle that's going through, which is a concentric and an eccentric face. So, so for example, you're grabbing onto a dumbbell and you're going to be doing a bicep curl. As you are bringing your hand towards your shoulder, your muscle is, con- is that's a concentric face. So what happens is that the muscle 
shortens and then it generates a force that is bigger than the actual weight you're holding in the hand. And that's where we'll allow you to bring the weight up. So for example, the moment that you can't lift anything, your muscle can't produce enough force to actually be lifting that up. And then the eccentric phase is when you're lowering the weight. So it's the lengthening of the muscle that's happening. What happens does when you go into your force and you're creating that force in the muscle and the weights are heavy or you're putting a lot of load a lot of movement in that muscle what you are doing is creating uh, micro tears in the muscle and that's like that's how the muscle will grow then eventually the body will start repairing those micro tears which will then generate like new muscle new muscle tissue will flush out the old one so that's how you build like the muscle that's what happens with your muscle when you go heavy but you also got to remember that you got to work towards failure you really got to work towards creating that muscle tear not creating any stress on the muscle is not going to do a lot so you, how you do that though it's it's very independent and what's your experience been like lifting weights I actually started lifting weights quite young. Well, I wouldn't say quite young. I was probably 21 when I started at the gym. Never been a sports girl really growing up or anything like that. I used to just be an emo kid and listen to heavy metal music and that that would be my teenage years. And then I actually started training because I wanted to build a bit of confidence just in myself as a person. And then lifting weight actually brought me that confidence. And when I was 21, I started training with a PT. He showed me all the basics of the stuff. So I've got a good understanding of the movements. And then that journey has taken me on to CrossFit, powerlifting, normal HIIT training, conditioning training. But I've been training for like a lot, like a lot over 10 years now, probably close to 12. And I still don't consider myself a bulky person. So that has never been my focus. And I think that's why I've never like headed into that. But with lifting weights and working towards failure and, and seeing my body change to the positive have given me so much confidence and... I think I'm forever grateful that that's the journey I took with the training rather than going down a, a journey of, of guilt because I've never had any guilt around training because lifting heavy makes you feel amazing. <laughs> I You've mentioned confidence there a couple of times. It sounds like that that's been the greatest benefit from your time lifting weights. Absolutely. That's, I think when you start lifting heavy, right? And you you see this obstacle in front of you, right? So you start lifting the weight and it doesn't matter if, it, if you're a beginner or if you're, you, if you're at, like, if you're a advanced lifter, like the weight doesn't change. Like the effort is not going to change. The only thing that changes is like the actual kilos, but where you are in your journey, technically it's the same, right? So when you have this obstacle in front of you and, and you can see progression, if that's in numbers, if that's in weight, if that's in whatever it is, you kind of come over that obstacle and it really shows that. For me, it really showed me that if I really put my mind into something, if I make an effort, if I want something bad enough, I can make it happen. And then from that, in the gym, going into the journey and my life in general, like I'm a very independent person, but I don't think I would be in the same mindset if I didn't like create the confidence that I have in the gym. That's really powerful, right? Like you've kind of taught taught yourself in the gym, stepping out of your teenage years as an emo with your headphones on to building this confidence in the gym. But that has then shown up in life in being able to get things done and to have confidence in being able to make something happen that you need to make happen. That's really powerful, right? Like, and clearly right now that we, you know, we're not talking about body shape or losing weight or putting weight on or anything like that. This is a much more powerful benefit to your experience lifting weights. What other benefits do you think that people get from lifting? I think one thing that I know is 
like you, your sleep definitely improves and that is something that's important when you go into strength training is, you know, it doesn't matter if whatever your goal is. Like maybe you have, you want to lose weight might be your goal. You might build muscle. You might want to, you know, be able to run a marathon or whatever your goal is, right? When you create this muscle tears in your body, right? So when you are working towards failure, that should always be the main thing towards building muscle, right? When you work towards, so you're creating this micro tear. So really you end up being a bit of a wound, like your, your muscles turns up being a bit of a wound. And everyone knows that high stress, overtraining, not sleeping enough, not resting that muscle is going to create a lot of injury in the muscle. And also, you know, your progressions are going to go backwards immediately because your body's just going to shut down and it's going to try and protect this wound really that you've got in your body, right? One of the benefits when you start building, when you start lifting and, and building muscle is that I promise that your sleep it's going to be like go from maybe you go from like three or four hours, five hours waking up. If you do it, if you stick to it and you do it properly and you have a sleep routine, and I know that Mark, you've spoken about the sleep on the Virgin Active podcast before. So if you want to know more about sleep, definitely refer back to that and the benefits. But I will put my hand on the pillow and I'll be out 10 minutes out. And I'll sleep for seven, eight hours and I'll wake up in the morning. And yes, the alarm doesn't get any better, but it will be easier to get up. Me training, my sleep is heaps better. My energy levels through the, through the days uh, are really extended. And it's really easy for me to um, like stick to my food, right? I don't get, I don't want to eat snacks all the time. My energy levels don't go up and down because my body has learned to regulate. Sleep training, it's all, it's all, it's all bundled into one. You know, you've got to be, you, you don't have to be great at everything, but you need to be semi-good in everything. And then you, you can just, you'll be amazed what, how much better life is <laughs> day to day. It sounds like also just in hearing you talk about, you know, the, the need for rest while lifting, the focus on good sleep, I guess that then becomes part of the training regime, you know? So I think sometimes people look at training and think, oh, I've got to go seven days a week and I've got to be flogged seven days a week. But it sounds like what you're saying is that actually, of course, there's going to be moments in the gym where you're lifting and you're going to be really challenging yourself. But at the same time, there's going to be days when you're training in inverted commas. I know you guys probably can, you can't see that. But your the the rest part, the recovery part is just as important. So in a way, it's like I'm signing up to a, a fitness program that's not about running the treadmill seven days a week, but actually let's do a couple of heavy sessions just a couple of times a week and then spend the rest of the time maybe doing yoga or a Pilates class or just stretching or maybe just going for a gentle walk. Like those sorts of things are going to be an equal part of this training program. That's exactly. That's what you got to do. when If you want to build muscle, rest. So I'm, like after doing the work, the work you need to do, right? And you need to work to what it needs to be hard. Like if you want to build muscle and you want to get stronger, you need to challenge yourself. Now you don't need to go five days, like you said, you don't need to go and do that five days a week. We're talking two to three times a week is very achievable for your everyday person. You're not an athlete. You don't need to train five times a week unless that is your goal, right? But if you want to get stronger and if you want to build muscle two to three times a week, be consistent with that 
have your rest days, like just like you said. And on those rest days, that doesn't mean you're going to sit down on the couch and watch Netflix all day. You know, I'm, you know, saying, you know, you've got to still keep your body moving. So reformer, yoga, walking, cleaning the house, you know, like all of those stuff will be technically a rest day, but you don't need to come and flog yourself at the gym five times a week because that's going to, that's going to give you a regression rather than a progression. (laughs) What other things play a part? Diet, I mean, duration of the workout. What about even the types of weights that you might do? You know, like if you're going to lift a three kilo dumbbell 25 times, six sets, I mean, that's surely going to be different to what it might be lifting, you know, a barbell 110 kilos just once. There's definitely a difference. So we can talk about all weight created equally, really. And what's the difference between going and doing, you know, six sets of the 25 reps at a three kilo and and, and the heavy barbell, right? So all weights, like studies have shown that it doesn't matter, all muscles will build the same. So the building happens at the muscle fatigue. Now, if that means that you're fatigued after six sets of 25 reps of three kilos, or if your fatigueness happens of three reps and 110 with five sets, studies have shown that the muscle growth is almost identical, right? You need to look at it as an individual, right? Are you a beginner? Well, you're not going to go into the gym and do the 110 kilo because you never touched anything like that before. You need to go in and learn the proper technique, make sure you're keeping yourself safe. If you like doing HIIT classes, right, and you go in and maybe you love coming to my grid training, for example, and it is really hard to go heavy in them if you don't know what you're doing and they're high, like it's a fast class, right? You can still build muscle in those classes, but you've got to remember we are working towards fatigue. The reps in light weight it's really hard to measure, right? You can't gauge the progression because it takes you longer to get to the fatigue level. But if you go in and you do 80%, maybe 80% is 110, just what we spoke about before, and you do three sets or five reps of that or three reps of five reps, whatever you prefer, it's going to be easy for you to gauge your fatigueness, right? Because it's heavy and you're going, okay, cool. Maybe I've only got one or two more reps in me. But if you're in a class or if you're coming to the gym and you're lifting light weights, you probably going to feel like you can go all day. So then you're prolonging the time. So then the time's going to be a really long session rather than keeping it at 45 minutes. You can come in three big lifts that's going to be heavy and then you do accessory work with that three times a week. I promise you'll see progression, but you've got to make sure. And when I talk about fatigue, we're not working too like until failure, right? Because that's very advanced and I don't recommend any beginner doing that. That what we're looking for is towards fatigue, right? So when you get to your 10 reps is a really good starting point. When you get to the 10 reps with the weight that you've chosen, you need to ask yourself, cool, how many more reps do I think I can do with these reps that I've chosen? If your answer to yourself is, I can probably do another six, maybe I can smack out another 10, you probably, that's probably a little bit too light and you need to go heavier. So that's a good way to gauge where you start your weight, right? If you get to the 10 reps and you're like, whoa, okay, maybe one to two more reps I can do with this, perfect, right? You stick with that for the next two to three weeks of your training, and then you slowly just increase the weight, right? That is going to be the easiest weight for you to track your progression and build the muscle 
But I'm not saying that you can't do the 25 reps of the 25 kilos and the three kilo dumbbells. It's just going to take longer. And it's harder to know. It's harder to know. Science shows if you do both, you're going to almost get like identical results. But one of them are really hard to gauge. Well, the other one, it's going to be really easy for you to gauge. So just go with the easy option. I totally hear what you're saying. Not only the easier option, but it's also just the more efficient option, right? Because who has two hours every day to come and lift a lot of light weights? And then that also eats up into the time that you would have for recovery and rest and the supplementary exercises that you spoke about as well. We are talking about this, you know, this worry or this fear around getting buff. I did want to put it back to you, actually, because you did just mention what your teenage years were like, uh, finding weights when you were 21 and then discovering this confidence and not only confidence, but also being able to take that confidence and that understanding of being able to do what you set your mind to and putting that into practice in life, which is obviously a really clear benefit, much more powerful and sustainable than many of the physical benefits that we might see. And just a really good life lesson, right? Like a really good life lesson. You did say to us that, you know, you don't consider yourself to have a buff body, but what was, could you talk to us a little bit around body changes that you experienced, you know, especially early on in those times when you were learning and discovering, like, what was that journey like for you? Did you have that concern or worry about potentially looking too buff or becoming too big? When I started, you know, I'm from a small town in Sweden, right? We don't, how I grew up, we didn't have any like social media, TV was very, very, it was a very small community. So this whole body, I'm lucky enough that I've never struggled with having a a body image of feeling like I need to fit in or I need to be skinny to be loved because... I think I was just isolated from that. But that doesn't mean that I'm definitely a professional in the industry. So I do know what what people struggle with. Hence why I wanted to get in and and becoming a personal trainer. You know, I think one of my favorite quotes is, you know, that one of those memes that goes around in the internet is the one that says, like, not lifting weights because you're afraid that you'll gain too much muscle. It's like driving a car because you're scared becoming a NASCAR driver. I think that really lands really well because building muscle takes a long time, like long, like we're talking months, almost years, right? So when you, if your goal is to build muscle and you want to get that buff look, right, you really need to dial into your training, right? You need to be precise with your exercises, precise with the percentage of how much you're going to be lifting of your max reps. You've got to be precise with your food. You've got to make sure you get enough protein in. You've got to make sure that you're expanding enough calories. So first you've got to make sure you buff up, right? So you're building the muscle. You've got to eat a lot of food. Then you're going to slim down to look good. Like it's a lot of work because it takes so much time. This is like, that's professionals, right? That's a job. That is something that you are spending your whole life goals on, right? That's how you become buff. But if you're training two to three times a week, you're building muscle. You're going to build muscle. You're going to build muscle, right? And you will get to a point where you might look buff, but really you're just growing the muscle. And a lot of the time when you're self-critical on how you look in the mirror and you feel like you're looking buff is going to be the times where you've gone to the gym, you've done the workout, and then you check yourself out in the mirror and your muscles are going to be pumped with blood, right? And you are going to look amazing, first of all, right? But you get that like the Friday pump. That's what it looks like, right? If you train and you stick to it two to three times a week, 
Then you go out on the weekend and you put a singlet on. I have trained for a longer time. Every time that I wear something that shows off a bit of shoulder and arms, people will come up to me and say, wow, Sarah, you, your shoulders look amazing. Your arms look amazing, right? Never have I ever anyone said, oh, you're too buff. Or I, never, I don't want to, like people tell me that they want to look like me, but that's because I've been training for a long time, but I don't have the buff look. It's just, it's just the muscle, right? And I think just touching back on you know, you might start training because you want to get like this buff look, or maybe you don't. But the confidence and the benefits that comes from you training and lifting weights, your mind's going to change. Your mindset around training are going to change because once you see progression in the gym and you see those numbers go up and you feel amazing because your body's going to release a lot of the good hormones when you're doing all all of these your dopamine your serotonin like all of it it's all going to come out and you're going to look at yourself and you're going to be like oh, next week I'm going to go in and lift heavier your mindset are going to go change you're going to be training your body for progression and this whole dark cloud that people have over themselves of oh, I need to have a six pack I need to train to lose weight if you see progression in your strength training that cloud's going to go away because the work and your the state that you're going to be in at that time is going to overshine that dark cloud. It's going to push it away and you're not going to have that anymore. You will definitely have days where you're like, oh, okay, cool, summer is coming. I want to look good in a bikini. I think we're all like that. Or I want to look amazing in uh, this shirt, right? We all have that more or less. But you'll get to a point where like maybe you just, all you need to do is just drop down the calories for three or four weeks before you go, have your holiday, look good, and then you can go back into training. But you're not going to get to this obsession about I've got to look a certain way or I don't want to look a certain way. Like I don't want to be buff because if you want to be buff, you're going to, you have to settle it in for like a two to three year of just dialing into your training. But if you're going to the gym and lifting for two to three days a week, supplementing that with, you know, any of our other programs that we have at Virgin, for example, or walking or skiing or whatever, playing with your kids, you're not going to come out looking buff. <laughs> I just think back to a time when I, when I wanted to look buff, much more buff than what I do now. And I set a goal and I, I got a trainer. It was so bloody difficult. It took more than a year for me just to put on a few more kilos. And the amount of food I had to eat was just ridiculous, right? Like it was, for me personally, unsustainable. But I, I had this short-term, well, it ended up being a lot longer than, it, it ended up being longer than a year. But it was, I guess, in the grand scheme of things, a short-term goal to put on five kilos. And I did get there in the end, but it was so much work. I was in the gym a lot. I was eating so much and I had a personal trainer, right? Like even for me as a personal trainer, I needed a personal trainer to make this happen. So I can definitely vouch for what you're saying in regards to the challenge and the difficulty of it. You know, and I think if you are picking up weights a couple of times a week as part of your general health and well-being, it's so unlikely that you're going to become this image of someone that you don't want to become. It's very unlikely. You know, you almost, you do need the, you know, that it almost needs to become your life to become that person. So look, it's out, you know, it sounds pretty clear from what you've told us that 
doing a heavy session two to three times a week, supplementing that with, in an, again, inverted commas, those rest day activities like walking, playing with your kids, getting out in the garden, a yoga class. That seems like, as a very basic program, a really great way to start lifting weights, create that strength. And I think the message is very clear, that confidence, right? That confidence to to be this strong, powerful, independent person. You know, there's always other things that you need to focus on as well. But I think as a starting point, you know, you can you can change a lot of things that uh, like it's very unrealistic to change a lot of things at once. So really you should focus on one thing to start off with. Once you've nailed that, then you change something else. So if you don't do any strength training two to three times a week, that should be the first change that you do. Once you've nailed that, Cool. Focus on your sleep. What can I do to make my sleep better? Right. Your third thing should then obviously go into like, what am I eating? Your body is going to need nutrition to repair the muscles that you are technically tearing apart <laughs> and then putting them back together. So you need to make sure that you get enough protein. So the protein is like the building block that synthesizes the the muscle that will make it stronger and like connect the muscles back together. So, you know, you've got to make sure that you eat enough protein. 1.2 to 25 grams per kilo is the recommendation. So are you getting enough protein? Yeah, cool. Okay, cool. And then you need to make sure you're eating your carbs and your fats, right? That is, if you eat three times a day, you have protein with every meal, you have carbs with every meal, and you have veggies with every meal, that should be the next change, right? Don't go and create this other, like, you know, I'm going to be start taking like all these supplements and, you know, start like pre-workouts and all that stuff. If that, if that feels too confusing, like that should be the last thing on your pyramid of going into the gym and lifting. You, do, you don't start there because if you start there, it's going to be really overwhelming. You're like, what does that mean? And this acid, I don't even know where they are because I don't touch them, right? The only thing that I have is protein powder. And then every now and then I'll have a pre-workout if I'm doing a hit class. So don't start with the supplements. Don't start with the big things. Start with the small, two to three times a week. Start with your sleep. What can I do to make it better? And then am I eating three times a week? Uh, three times a day, sorry. Cool, you are. Amazing. Once you've nailed that, add more protein in. Like don't make it this big, big thing like you build up because you'll never start then. You'll never start. It's just put it down into little chunks and then that's how you'll get a, get strong. And would your advice be any different for those listening that want to get buff? If you want to, like if you want to get big, I would definitely involve a professional. So talk to a personal trainer, talk to someone. It doesn't have to be someone at the gym. It could be a friend. It could be anyone that you know, do your research. But I think if you want to get big and you don't really know where to start, involve someone else in your in your life that are a professional, that knows what, they, they, what they're doing. Just to give you a little bit more structure. And again, because now, we, now you're looking at wanting to be big, right? Now you're looking at, I want to build muscle. Like I have a goal. I want to be strong. It doesn't matter if it's powerlifting, bodybuilding, maybe you want to be strong enough to be able to lift up your kids or the more you train the longer you're going to live it will feel better when you're older right so that's your goals involve someone that can bring down the details a little bit closer to you and break it down so it makes sense and then I would just make sure you eat and sleep a lot like (laughs) that's it but really if you want to get a little bit bigger and and you want to start building muscle then you can start breaking down the the training and and involve someone that that knows what they're talking about so what I'm hearing Confidence, the ability to do hard things, ask for help and sleep. 
Get good sleep. Allow your body to rest and recover because that's when the, the benefit will come. Sleep also, of course, helps so many other things, not just your recovery from a weight session, but critically important. It really is. And I think like it's only now we're really like starting to really realize what sleep is like and, and what a benefit to have. And, you know, like before, like, you know, fitness used to be you train to get skinny, right? You train to get small, you know, before you got to work, you got to like this, the earlier you get up and the later you go down, like the more, the better, like, and you got to work, 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 work. And I think we're getting to a stage in society where really your body needs sleep and your mind needs sleep. Your soul needs sleep. It should be that's what's going to make you live long and have a good life. Yes. And and look, and, and I also just a little recap on what you said around, um, you know, the, the what we're doing in the fitness industry is changing. You know, it isn't just about, like you just said, it's not about just getting smaller, you know. And I guess for those listening, like you can trust that society has is changing and progressing and you know this idea of staying strong and staying well for a long time it's really important and strength training is so it's such a critical component of your overall health and well-being even just from the physical standpoint right muscles bones ligaments tendons joints so important but when it comes to all of those other things as you just mentioned so many benefits so get out there and make it happen. If someone needed some help, where can they find you? You can find me at any other clubs, really, the, all their city clubs I teach out of there. You'll see my name on there on the Virgin Active timetable with Sarah G. We're training programs. But otherwise, just find me on my Instagram. It's sarahglader underscore PT. You can slide in and ask me whatever you want. <laughs> there you go. Well, I'm sure people will be hanging out to ask you some questions. Thank you so much for joining us on Virgin Active Minds. Thank you for having me, Mark. I really appreciate it. Confidence, the ability to do hard things, a focused mindset, clearly some incredible life lessons and tools that were born out of Sarah's lifting journey. I'm loving that these days we are looking at our wellbeing programs with these sorts of goals and aspirations. But keep in mind, unless you're training like an absolute athlete with a clear goal to getting bigger and more buff, we don't have too much to be concerned about, but at the same time receiving so many more benefits from lifting weights. If you like this episode, then hit subscribe, check out all our other episodes from before, and tell a friend. Until next time, bye for now.